Hey, what's up? This is the Make It Make Sense podcast, where we talk about kingdom laws and God's promises for us, the millennials. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get into it. Today, we are going to be talking about the millennial and money woes, money problems, more money, more problems, all those issues. Okay, so we're going to get started off in the book of Ecclesiastics 7, 14 to 17. Okay, this is Solomon talking right here. And you know, Solomon is a different story, you know. Um, but anyways, um, he says some very peculiar things and I'm just going to tie this into how it relates to us millennials and our money struggles, our finances, things that are bothering us, you know? So, all right, let's start from verse 14 in the day of prosperity, be joyful. And in the day of adversity, consider God has made the one as well as the other. So that man may not find out anything that will be after him. In my vain life, I have seen everything. There is a righteous man who perishes in his righteousness. And there is a wicked man who prolongs his life in his evil doing. Be not overly righteous and do not make yourself too wise. Why should you destroy yourself? Be not overly wicked neither be a fool why should you die before your time it is good that you should take hold of this and from that withhold not your hand for the one who fears god shall come out from both of them so this is a very interesting verse here by solomon solomon is telling us here how to deal with good days and bad days Days when the money is raining down and days when you have to be using food stamps and you're just struggling. You have to be buying off the dollar menu, all of those things. He's saying that you need to put these days into perspective and realize that these days are actually all from God. A lot of what we go through in life is about our perspective, how we see things. If you have the wrong perspective of a certain situation, you know it's just going to screw with your belief about what is really happening to you. So having the right perspective is key. And that's why I started off with the scripture. Because I know when it comes to finances and money troubles, I mean, it's pretty serious. It's nothing cavalier because you know that marriages get destroyed over money. Your mental health get destroyed over money. Churches get destroyed over money. So what Solomon is trying to tell us here in Ecclesiastes is that we need to that we need to find out what our mindset is as it relates to what we consider prosperity, what we consider wisdom, what we consider wicked what we consider a joyful day, what we consider righteousness. We need to check all those things against our beliefs and our perspective of these things and how we see it in order to come up out of it, in order to get the most from the circumstance and in order to see what the circumstance really is, by the way. Solomon also explains how he saw the good person suffer and wicked prosper 
and he says this is not fear i mean i think all of us can attest to seeing just some people they're so mean they're evil horrible disgusting people yet they seem to be the ones who are prospering and it seems so unfair and here you are trying to live right trying to give back to the community trying to give the little you have trying to go to school work hard and um just live in your means trying to make an honest bread honest living and you cannot catch a break you find yourself just like oh just tired and and here we have these con conniving scheming people and they seem to be prospering in the wrongs that they're doing they seem to be prospering just living by their rules and i mean there's something unique and something special when you know we move beyond just the irk the feeling of irk and just disgust and even envy sometimes of these people and just sit back and question question your perspective of these people and their success or their seeming success and you know ask yourself are, are, are they doing something right that i'm missing that i'm missing in my life measure your, your righteousness what do you think your righteousness is and your situation start to look inward and figure out if there is something you're doing or something that you could do or could have done to allow yourself to come up out of your situation or to have a better circumstance better outcome so the next thing is if you read between the lines of the scripture is that basically solomon is suggesting that if you want a good life an okay life then you should live a balanced life where we see this is when he was talking about be righteous but not overly righteous so we know if you've been a christian long enough you, we all know those overly righteous people where you can't even talk you can't even have a conversation with them when you ask them how they're doing oh i'm blessed and highly favored pause they don't say anything else every time i'm blessed and highly favored yes we know that but no how are you really doing for me i guess i guess it's just hard to talk to those people because there is no humanity there um i think i'm blessed and highly favored too but every, i don't I, i'm you know not every day gives me that type of sentiment or that type of vibe where i can jump up and say oh today's a blessed day and whatever i mean i don't know what's a you know i don't know but um i know it's uh kind of a self-defense type of thing where maybe i'm not the person they want to tell what's going really going on but I'm talking about these people who, no matter what, they will not admit that there's anything negative going on in their life. They won't admit to any real human feeling because they feel like they're just floating along on the whole, levitating through life on the Holy Spirit cloud, you know? And, you know, I'm a Virgo. So, if you, so I keep it real, but classy at the same time. And um, I don't want... I don't want when I am asked how are you that I feel some constraint uh, due to religion 
where if I express that I'm doing not so good today, that it is seen as oh, negative, you are lacking faith, you are not being holy. No, it's just the truth. I'm just not doing that good today, right? But it seems like there's no room in our theology for bad days or negative days or keeping it real. And we also see this on social media too, where everybody posts up pictures and times when they're doing happy. And if you follow social media, you will think nobody ever cries. Nobody ever has a bad day. Nothing ever goes wrong in anybody's life. And bring it back to being righteous. So it says, be not overly righteous. Be not, the next one is be not too wise. Be not too wise. For me, obviously it's saying that okay you know what the best way i can put this is you know there is this saying that says that too wise for your own good right yeah my dad used to say that um all the time in jamaica too wise for your own good meaning that you're a know-it-all and eventually being a know-it-all you will find yourself in some really stupid predicaments because nobody's all-knowing the only person who's all-knowing is god so if your knowledge is the only thing that you go by then that is rather foolish if you look at the paradox of it be wicked but not too much why <laughs> be wicked but not i don't know what solomon is talking about here but i'm gonna leave that one alone maybe we'll address it later on be foolish but not too much okay so this one too I can use a Jamaican proverb that says play fool if you catch wise meaning that there are times that you have to pretend to be not that knowledgeable not that smart in order to get by in a particular situation or get by when with a particular person who may want to get over on you i think it would be best to explain this with an example but we'll get to that also so basically live in moderation right this will make you an okay individual and put you on the right track but you know this is like natural law right here you know when we could get down to the kingdom law spiritual laws we need to take it higher we need to be better than just good people. We need to be better than just being okay. But we're getting there. So, now right, here comes the kingdom law. Remember, Solomon did not have the Holy Spirit, right? As a counselor, we have the Holy Spirit as a counselor. But we do, we do have the Holy Spirit as a counselor. So they didn't get into the kingdom law. So it's not either or, you know, some of these things are nuanced. So let's put together what Solomon is telling us with uh, what we now know as the Holy Spirit or Kingdom Law. So basically, the warning from Solomon is that we should not chase after either extremes of being overly righteous and overly wicked. So let's break it down in context. Solomon was talking about self-righteousness a righteousness that follows the rituals and the rules of men this righteousness is an outward display of what you think 
a good person should do what you think a holy person should do what you think a righteous quote-unquote person should do that's the type of righteousness righteousness he was talking about observance of strict man-made rules just like the pharisees that is being overly righteous you know i went to a church one time and i won't say what type of church it is but maybe some of you will figure it out and um i had on earrings and because i had in earrings and they did not allow drew i was just a guest you know it was the first time at the church and just because i had in earrings the greeter or whoever that person who should usher you into whatever sunday school you're supposed to be in and all of that refused to talk to me no if that is not overly righteous i don't know what is it sounds ridiculous right but it happened for real so matthew says that these people will strain out a nant but swallow a camel going back to that example of wearing earrings so you what if i wasn't a christian so that did not matter to this woman okay just that just because i had in earrings she did not want to have anything to do with me she didn't want to talk to me so what if i wasn't saved and i came into that church with my earrings she pretty much pushed aside the opportunity to lead somebody to christ be nice be kind be loving just because they violated the church rule of wearing earrings that is crazy straining out a nant but swallow a camel this leads you to be self-sufficient also you know those things oh i hate i hate this saying god helps those who help themselves to me that's like a western thing um westernized capitalistic type of thing god helps those who help themselves we're in the bible can you find that none of us could help ourselves that's why jesus died for us we didn't ask jesus to die for us we would not ask him to die for us even if, if we had known right but we were helpless helpless to sin and he knew that years and centuries and centuries going forward that we still would be helpless and just slaves to sin so he went ahead and he helped us who could not help ourselves. so the mere fact that jesus exemplified this by dying on the cross for people who did not know they would need him hence us millennials we didn't know we would need him to do that but we need him right it's a perfect example of helping those who don't know how to help themselves so yeah everything they do is for the the gram pretty much so everything these overly righteous people do is for the gram they help somebody it's it's on the instagram right it's on facebook it's on social media everything righteous that they do is on public display that is being overly righteous so let's deal with being overly wise and we're getting we're getting to the money talk but we just need to talk about our perspective and and how we see life so too too wise for your own good you remember that one right well then you believe you can question god's actions this is when you believe that you can question and truly understand all of god's actions because they don't make sense to you and i'm not saying that you're not supposed to question when things happen oh no 
because even job and a lot of those um christian warriors in the bible bible they question god right so i'm not saying you don't question god but what i'm saying is trying to come off as being smarter than god meaning that god has to explain every single bit of his actions or the things that happen and if you don't get an understanding of it then you question his character you question him and um you won't believe you won't have any hope or faith until your questions are answered now you're heading into the danger zone of over wisdom critical thinking again there's nothing wrong with critical thinking because the bible says that you're supposed to test every spirit right that's critical thinking but it becomes a problem when if your knowledge is not sufficient for your own good and your own comfort then you will not accept anything else or anything else from god just because it's beyond what you can understand then we have our problem because then you will begin to judge God based off your own wisdom as the barometer. So before we get into money, you have to know that God is concerned about your heart's condition. And a lot of how we see money and spend money is based on the condition of our heart. So let's get into it. In this world, and when you listen to like different forums that talk about universal law, law of, of, of abundance you will hear the law of abundance right so they are absolutely right we need to operate under the law of abundance but as a christian we need to make sure that our heart is right and we get the right perspective as to what type of abundance and how we should ad address this okay so let's get into it what is the law of abundance by noticing the abundance you already have this enables you to receive more into your life so i'm sure as a millennial you've heard about gratitude journals and being grateful and thankful so this is what starts to give you that paradigm shift in your mind and in your heart as to how you should start to deal with your surroundings so that is a part of the abundance mindset you attract scarcity by only living or noticing what you don't have. And this is so true also. When you just sit around and just notice like, oh, I don't have enough money to go here. Oh, I wish I had this. I wish I had that. If I had this, if I had that, basically you're consuming your days with scarcity. And this becomes a big obstacle. A big obstacle which prevents you from actually going beyond noticing the things that you lack and blocks you from noticing that the things that you already have the things that you were born with so if all you know is struggle then you will always believe the hustle culture believing in the hustling culture get up every day and believe that you gotta struggle you gotta struggle to make money make men's ends meet so this is one thing i saw with my parents growing up they were hard workers, always hard working, right? But they were never rich. These people n never missed a day of work. And if they missed a day of work, it was because of something very dire. And 
that's when I started to question this notion, you know, growing up that, you know, just working hard will ensure that you are successful. And that is not true. There are a lot of hard workers out there and they're not necessarily financially successful because whatever work they're doing, whatever mindset they have may have kept them at a certain hierarchy, at a certain level, which no matter how hard they work in this capitalistic system or in this system, no matter how hard they work, they were never going to climb the ladder. They were never going to go up. So that's why this law of abundance and this abundance mindset starts from the mind, the heart. So you can start to see things in perspective. Again, working hard, nothing wrong with that. Work smarter, not harder. I think this is a concept that us millennials have really, really displayed to the world. We have found so many ways in which we can work smarter and not harder because I'm sure all of, all of you can identify senior parents work hard, work hard and just never seem to come out of a certain bracket, right? Hustling is not the only way to make money. Who wants to say, I don't want to hustle because, you know, I, uh, I see all of these memes, especially from girls talking about, you know, they're independent and, you know, they don't want a man unless the man, both of them are building an empire and all of this hustle, hustle. I mean, I'm a proponent of working hard, yes, but I'm a proponent of, especially for women, to live the soft life, right? <laughs> so when you are of the ab abundance mindset, the law of abundance, then your natural state of mind will lead you to actions that will bring money to you, that will bring an abundant living to you. Um, it will start to attract these people, these resources. It's like you start to see different resources, different means of income that just start to pop up before you that were always there, but you were not able to see it because you were just focused on hustle, 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 grind, and it kept you in a tunnel vision when there were so many other things screaming at you, wanting you to see them. So let's put into perspective now the kingdom laws that encompass this law of abundance that is in the world, right? God does not want your God to be money, okay? So this law, this, this God of money is very sneaky because what um, the ones before us and our parents and whatever, they would not admit to because I don't think they were able to see. But, okay, my parents, for example, working hard, great. But in some ways, their God did become money because they, didn't, they would never take a day off. They would never take a break. And that was because there was always a fear like, oh, if I don't work, then my children won't eat. If I don't work, then I won't eat. If I don't work, blah, 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 blah. And, or maybe they didn't want to take a day off because they would have to sit at home and deal with us. We were rude. <laughs> maybe. Okay, but anyways, I'm just joking. But anyways, um, yeah, I'm just joking. We weren't that bad. We we're good kids overall. But, you know, working hard, that hustle culture um, does make money become your God. It can make money become your God. And I'm, I, I mean, because that's all that's driving you every day. If that is all that's driving you every day, then you need a question. And even if, they, if this does not apply just to the rich, right? Even in your poverty, money can become your God. Because everything that you think about is how to get out of this 
poverty state of mind and when it's just surrounding about surrounding when it's just surrounding or your thoughts are just surrounded ab, around just money and prosperity and how to get up out of your situation it starts to become the only thing you think about <laughs> it becomes a god so i'm sure we all know more money more problems we need a mind shift where we live in abundance god doesn't does not want us to live under the burden of debt we all know that too in proverbs it says the borrower will be servant to the lender and a, a lot of us are in debt and we are we are a servant to some lender in one way or the other and the ultimate goal is to get rid of all your debt something they should have taught us in school but no we have to be using youtube videos to figure this out but thank god for the youtube videos <laughs> but that should be your goal and this will help you to live in abundance of course that's a big practical step start to work on getting out of debt god wants you to prosper and be in health spiritual health and physical health be keen however to not condemn people who have found themselves in poverty or debt because you don't know how they got there and you don't know why they got there you know this thing in life there's this thing in life where nothing remains the same all the time so i love this point not because somebody is sick or they might be in debt that does not mean that they did something wrong that does not mean they had poor money management use them because you don't know what happened in that person's life for me there's a period in my life where i had good credit and i um was stable financially but then i got burdened with a lot of medical bills death of a parent also the crazy stuff happened and that just messed up my finances big time and there was really nothing i could do to control and you know what i made the decision also because i was anti-credit cards all of those things but there were times when i made a decision to buy something for somebody spend money that i didn't have for somebody who needed my help um during healthcare crisis um and even my own self right just for my peace of mind and i just had to come to a place where you know what it's either i value quality time my peace of mind and just uh, use the resources i have and don't have to get me through this time of illness get me through this time of grief but i know intentionally and I made it intentional in my heart that when I start to see the silver lining in the cloud that I'm going to fix all of this. Money come, money goes. I'm just going to fix it. You know, it will be fixed, but people aren't here forever. So for me, the bigger thing was to spend as much time as I could with my loved ones and um, and that person who was passing away. I, I you know i'd spend i didn't care about no credit i used as much money as i had as much credit card as, as i could find to buy whatever they needed during that time because i know that they will they wouldn't have been here forever and you know tomorrow is not guaranteed not for any of us no matter how healthy you are so 
yeah it's very important not to judge people if you do see them and i feel like that is why god tests us most of us have had a test that for health care so that we can develop a compassion for others right a lot of us have experienced struggle life and broke life a lot of us have experienced sicknesses or the sickness of a loved one and for that don't ever forget that don't ever forget that because that will make you more compassionate to give the whole point of this podcast is to help those who are in this situation in a bad situation or if you're in a good situation a prosperous situation like solomon said both days both situations god have them under control so the best thing is to keep moving you don't have to stay in a bad situation right that is the whole point life happens and when your money is not good if it eludes you you know you are already connected to this source so you are never without who's the source god he is abundance he is your father you're connected to abundance naturally it's just for you to accept it and participate in it right so now we need some practical steps because you know us millennials make it make sense okay let's take some practical make some practical moves right here investment the biggest investment you can make is accepting christ into your life learning him learning his principles and also learning the world around you learning laws of the world around you too don't block that out right don't be overly righteous and think that because you're a christian that you can read about how other people who aren't christian how they make money how they are successful obviously they understand something that you may not understand but the number one investment and the best investment you can make is to dedicate your prosperity and health to the work of god no and i'm not talking about tithe and anything like that i'm talking about dedicating your heart seek ye first the kingdom of god find out what he wants you to do with this health that you have with this money that you have this prosperity that you have these dreams these visions that you have even if you don't have health and prosperity what does he want you to do with this sickness that's going on with you what does he want from you during your broke stage invest your time in sitting and getting to know him and figuring out the decisions that he wants you to make number two pray and ask god what is your purpose in this moment in this moment in my life what should you give what should i give my time to what should i give my money to who should i give my energy to who should i give my money to who can i help or serve whether in prosperity whether in sickness whether in poverty who is out there that i can help or serve three examine if there is any sin in your life because if there's sin in your life then you are out of order with god all you gotta do is just repent ask for restoration and turn away from the sin number four everything is the lord's even you belong to him so your abundance mindset is to be fully aware and convinced of this very fact he is in control of you your life matters your boss your job 
your career, mobility, upward mobility, your days, your life, your health, everything is in control. So just get connected to him. Just, just go right to the source. Do not compete or compare yourself with others. Let me repeat. Number five, do not compete or compare yourself with others. Luke states, a man's life consists not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. We need to be joyful for the people who have the abundance, that we see have the abundance, right? And then we need to look at ourselves and be grateful for our own blessings. It can become a form of adultery when you just look at people and, and you lost after their cars or their wife or their husband and the life and the trips and the vacations that they have. I guarantee you there is something that you have that they don't have and maybe if they found out they would want it no matter what state you are in so the most you can do is um and if you find yourself doing that limit social media limit just um tv shows or anything that just floods your mind about these things that you just don't have it's not healthy and spend more time appreciating you and the goodness that is in you and the gifts that you have in you and your family and your surroundings and the things that you have because nobody on this earth has everything because then they would be perfect so i'm sure you have some awesome things that other people wish they had number six the law of god uses the power of giving there oh man the best way to live in an abundance mindset is to give and no again i have to reiterate not give all your money to a church or or our tithe and then oh that's it i'm good tick i got a tick i gave no 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 giving is giving up your time your money your resources your advice your love we can give a lot of things to the people around us and to our environment acts 20 verse 35 says more it is more blessed to give than to receive luke 6 38 give and it shall be given to you see so that is also a law that is practiced in the natural which is also a godly law kingdom law give and it shall be given to you good measure See, and it never said money or whatever. It just said, give and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Shall men give into your bosom when you give. So practical life steps. We need some practical life steps. You need to call those debt collectors and set up a payment plan. Right? Don't just ignore your bills. Call them, set up payment plans, or see what they can do to cancel your debt or defer your debt. Check your credit score. Go deep into your credit score. Find out what is hitting your credit and what is causing you to have a low score. And then fix it. Find out how to fix it. There, there are like a myriad of YouTube videos out there that tell you on tell you how to fix your credit schedule money from your paycheck to go to a savings and not just a regular savings let it go to a Roth IRA or an IRA or something some savings where your money will be invested without you being involved and 
it will put it will grow your money not just uh, a regular savings account set up some debt repayment strategy you have the avalanche or you have the debt snowball um, either one of them but set up some debt repayment strategy and start paying down your debt pay back those people you borrowed money from create a monthly budget it doesn't have to be complicated just budget your money before you get your next next paycheck right tell your you tell your money where to go and who to go to don't let the money rule you you rule the money give back to people by giving your time or your money from a humble place not doing it so that you can get something back but truly find people that you are committed to serve to listen to to help in some way remember god is in control of your job your money your life your health so seek him first seek him first on this one okay remember remember this is my final final note remember be grateful for what you have this will show you how to steward your money and how to treat your resources operate from an abundance mindset from this standpoint so you know meditate on this and see what that means operate from a place of abundance because you're connected to the great most high king to operate as if that is true or you believe that to be true your heavenly father owns and controls it all so no matter the financial situation you have going on with a shift in perspective comes shift in actions so allow prayer to lead to the manifestation of this in your life oh heavenly father i pray for everybody who's listening right now i pray over their finances i pray that you show them how to partner with you so that they can operate from an abundance mindset they can come to learn you and see all the resources and gifts and that you have put into their lives oh god give them the strength and the wisdom to unlock it oh heavenly father give them a right heart a heart that is not led by money and on how to gain money but teach them how to have compassion and how to love others oh heavenly father teach them how to be there for others and to give give back from a heart of love and servitude oh heavenly father and oh heavenly father for those who have found themselves in prosper in, in not a prosperous position in poverty oh god who are sick those who are sick oh god let them also surrender their life to you and know that the most important thing that they could give is give their life to you oh god and you will take it and you will mold it and you will show them that their situation is not permanent it is just where they are at right now and that there is no condemnation upon them oh god give them the willpower to move on in in their mindset give them the willpower to open their eyes to the beauty that is around them oh god fix our finances lord fix them but most importantly fix our hearts and our perspective surrounding money jesus name amen
thank you for tuning in i hope you tune in again and be understand by for the next episode all right peace out